Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Postseason now, so we're heading into the transfer window. We're going to talk about the transfer window, how big it is for Arsenal, how big it is for Kronke. And get some of the ideas from myself and the gentleman below me, to the side of me. And Lee Judge is there in the bottom right corner too. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. I mean, there's no predictions to make. There's no games to review. Jordan's already cutting in. 32 no, seconds. no, no. Just, no, 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 no. Before, before, before we get into the show show, I just want to say I really enjoyed my victory parade through Brixton High Road last week. So many Arsenal fans congratulating me on my first title. You know, really happy for me. The comments are saying it as well. It was a really good... I don't know where you look. Ah, look at this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. Ah, that's it. That's guys. what I was looking for, the stars. You know what I mean? For our audio listeners, yeah. Turkish, the fraud, has put up two stars by his name. You might have won the title on points, but I won the moral title, yeah? I won the moral, <laughs> the moral forever Arsenal championship. We all know who the real champion is. See, this is the problem with Arsenal fans, celebrating second. This is the problem with our fan base. Why are we celebrating? This ain't success, Jordan. This ain't fucking... Yeah, but you're you're celebrating the past. It's been a week now. We've moved on. Like, it's it's an old table. Done. Before before we move on, though, we need to to address something. Like, the the shirt's gone up an extra £10. Yeah. So... We're like you know now. I, 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 yes, I do believe that the one that comes bottom should pay that extra ten pound. I don't know what you guys think, like you know what I mean. So I already already paid, already pay an extra tenner. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's gone up a tenner now. So what you know? What do we do? I'm I'm just saying, what do we do? So the Uh, shirt's eighty quid. No, 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 no. We're getting the invincible shirt. Oh wow. Has that always been the? Has that always been right? Is that well, if Lee was fucking getting the official match worn version last year, signed by the whole team and all that, I think I'm well within my rights to to want the so, exclusive. So 110 I mean, divided by three. Kind of. I'm gonna get my calculator out. <laughs> divided by three. 
Aren't you paying more? Nope. Well, so normally it'd be 30, 30, and 40, wouldn't it? But yeah. somewhere we've got to find an extra £10 from somewhere. This is killing me. And I, I think if you come bottom, yeah, I should have a big punishment for it. Like, you know what I mean? And that should be the extra... I, I, don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I think the fact and the way that Turkish won the title, I mean, a shirt is, is a bit much. I think a pair of shorts. A pair of, a pair yeah. of Arsenal <laughs> FC shorts. I don't know, because yeah, you think about agree. it, he won the title, but four times late, five times missed, 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 missed game day. Yeah. Missed, you know, recording. Well, personally, I think it should be an Arsenal alarm clock. That's what I think it should get. Like, you know, like, there you go, Lee. There you go, Lee. You know they say time is money, yeah? So how much has he cost us? <laughs> That's right, a very right, good point. <laughs> well, what, what's your record? What, what, what are you saying, in James? Is we, the, we, we give him £100 the... and he makes it up the rest of it himself? Sure, right, sure, right. They're, yeah. they're right again. They're right, <laughs> right again. What do I say? What do I say? How do I cover my tracks? It's a disgrace. Can we get Sure yeah, on the but... show? Yeah. Disgrace. Yeah. They haven't got a leg to stand on. <laughs> I think he's actually got him on the call yet. Nice one. He probably has. Yeah, I've just spoken to my lawyer and he says you ain't got a leg <laughs> to stand on. <laughs> you ain't got a leg to stand on. So I'm going to sit back and let you three decide how the extra £10 is split up. We'll have to discuss that. Why yeah. don't you just we'll ask Aaron Ramsdale, Lee? I'm sure he doesn't mind chipping in a tenner. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll ask him tonight like, when I see him. Oh, like, just, yeah. just give us a shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know, do you know yeah. talk, That's a way better Aaron solution. Ramsdale, it's the first time in the, the, the Arsenal goalkeeper's shirt has been sold out. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. No one really buys a goalkeeper's shirt, do they? I, I've never bought a goalkeeper's shirt, but they are sold out. Interest of of editorial um, knowledge for our listeners and viewers, Lee. They might want to know why we're talking about Aaron Ramsdale. Do you want to just let the viewers know what's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, thank you very much for that. Like, you know, I was no, in no, the no, airport no. Uh, um, on Sunday, and, and Aaron Ramsdale walked past, and I just give it the like, you know, hi and all that, like. And he come over and said, hey, Lee, how you doing? Had a hug and had a chat for about five minutes. It was surreal. You got a hug. I got, it was absolutely surreal, like, you know, uh, chatting about things like, you know, what a lovely, lovely guy, like, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable, like. And uh, last night, see him last night walking around the town as well, like, you know. So he's like oh, one twins. new mate. Like, oh, Aaron, twins. You know, twins. <laughs> Go keep so, twins. What did he tell you? Like, before we start... Like you know, inevitably ripping you about it. For, but what what did he give us some insight? What did he say? Yeah, he just said like um, he's over here for four days before meeting up with England. You know, obviously like as what, what he's doing is having a little mini break before he um, he goes off to England. Then he goes on his uh, his main holiday with the family afterwards and that like you know. I'm just saying about that. Just sort of about what you know, how well he's doing and and everything like that. Um, you know, it was just like really formal sort of a chat it was really really nice you know what i mean and y you know like when when you're talking to someone you feel like they want to get away from you and all it wasn't like that it was like it was really nice you know it was really really nice and and the thing is from our point of view when when players um engage with you like that we must be doing something right guys that's how i look at it like you know and um so it was a, it's a big plus for all of us like you know and and, and he just said like you know with the Forever Arsenal podcast, he did actually say, like, you've got to get rid of the one. 
that keeps just watching the highlights. That's the one that he said, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, so, you know. Can I just say, that could have been. You've been doing so well. I was going to mention the tactical insight, but I didn't. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you could have mentioned it. I was yeah, no, I did mention that anyways. to him. Like, you know, I wanted him to enjoy his holiday. Like, you know, I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good on you. So, can I confirm now that we can add Ramsdale to the list where they do of people you'll never slag off ever again? They can do no, no wrong. That's it now. Like, yeah, I mean, it is a funny story because last, you know, like obviously, see his dad at away games and he had a little dig about giving him seven, seven one time on the. I don't hardly ever do the the, the, the ratings. So I'll give him a seven one time, like, you know. So that was at the Nottingham Forest game. And Robbie says to me, can you do the ratings this week with me, like? So he goes, Aaron Ramsdale, what do you And I went, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's it now, like, you know what I mean? He's England's number one, as far as I'm concerned. 10 out of 10 every week. And that's it, like. And don't expect me to be having a go at him, like, you know. Aaron Ramsdale's going to flap at one that's going to fall into the back of the net and he will say, well, what could he do? What could he do about it? (laughs) It was wind. It was the wind. (laughs) He's got Lee in his back pocket now. That's it. it. He's still still delivered, you know what I mean? Do you know, if he makes a mistake, unlucky, Aaron, unlucky. If if Turner makes it, you, America, you useless. You know what I mean? Get back to playing baseball. You know what I mean? But unlucky, Aaron, unlucky. Oh, there we have it. You know where Lee's loyalties lie heading into next season, so don't expect any Ramsdale slander from him. But um, we're here. Can I? Can can I? Can I just that? So we there were two things that I wanted to address on this podcast. Firstly, was the Ramsdale stuff, and thank you for filling us in, Lee. The second thing I just wanted to say to the to the like these are people I really appreciate. Everyone who follows this podcast, we are apparently the second biggest sports podcast in Botswana. I'll take that. Get in. I'll take that. I'll what, take what that. a great stat. I found that out today. What no, is yesterday. first, the tactical show? Yeah, well, but maybe. Why not? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, it would surprise me. It would surprise me. No. Actually, the standards I set for myself. But what a... Yeah, what a great, what a great. So everyone in Botswana is supporting the podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. I've just checked two point five million population. That's a uh, listen. We've got a big market over there. It seems maybe Botswana it's is on the biggest sports podcast. That's, that's unreal. I, th- I think we need to speak to Robbie about going over there to do a Forever Arsenal live. I'm up for We've got to get this on the road, guys. We've got to get this show on the road. We do. We do. We do. We need to get it on the road. 100%. Big up everyone from Botswana tuning in and all around the world. Make sure you hit the like button. Thousand likes, as always, people. Let's get the likes up and leave your comments for comments of the day. We'll get to that at the end of the show. No predictions, no previews, no reviews. It is transfer window time. And the first question I want to pose to the panel is the same question I started the supporters club with the other day with Shiroi and Chris Hudson. Is this the biggest transfer window of the Cronkays era? Because that you know, that opinion tends to come round every 12 months. This is the biggest transfer window. No, this is now the biggest transfer window. However, as much as I've been guilty of that in the past, looking at where Arteta has taken us from coming into now, three, four years later, clean wage bill, young core, British players in there as well, and Champions League football, which means Champions League money. As well as a 
title challenge. We were the closest to Man City throughout the season. We were the closest to them at the end of the season, come 38 games. I don't think we have been better placed, not only in, in the Kronk era, but the Emirates era too. Since moving into the new stadium, we haven't been better placed to go into a transfer window and do what is necessary. Who do I want to hear from first? James, let me hear from you first. Is this the biggest window of the Kronke's era? Very hard to think that it's not. I don't know. I know it's two different questions. I don't know if it's the hardest. I think their Champions League money, Arsenal's uh, reputation is far better today than it was two years ago. Mm. You stump up the money for Rice, I think you get him. You stump up the money for Caicedo, I think you get him. I think two years ago, when we finished eighth and there were lots of questions around Arteta and the squad was a bit of a mess and Chelsea and seemingly Tottenham hiring Conte or whatever, it felt like other clubs in London had their kind of shit together compared to us. Um, I think that was harder. So to actually have come out with a good window with the likes of Ramsdale and White coming in and players like that and then having to get rid of a lot of players, of course, when you cancel contracts, that helps. So I, th I don't know if it's the hardest, um, but I, I definitely think it's... Uh, Maybe the biggest in terms of statement that can be made, um, maybe because did I say hardest or biggest? You, no, you said biggest. I, I just wanted to throw oh. that dimension in yeah, because yeah. because biggest can sometimes mean like how difficult it is to pull off. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I, it's difficult. Um, probably the biggest um, because you're trying to now get us up to another level. But you know when we had a fully fit eleven, we were kind of at a level that could compete with City and now it's about adding even more in depth in the Champions League. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to say yes. Inclined to say yes. Lee? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. And, um, I, and and also, I don't think there can be any excuses at the end of the day. You know, James makes a fantastic point when he just turns around and says, if you get, if you stump up the money, you get these two players. And I, I'm fed up with hearing, oh, we, we're only going to get one or, you know, we need both. Uh, and we've got Champions League football, Champions League money. Apparently, a, a kid getting get to the Champions League gets you £170 million. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're going to have to do a little bit of wheeling and dealing and get rid of a few players. The sacrifice is going to have to be made somewhere along the line. But I I expect things to be done this season. I really do. And I don't want us being skinflinting and, and missing out on things. I think it's a massive win for this for Edu. Uh, and I say... Uh, and uh, the, the whole process, if you like, because in the past, we've missed out on a couple of big, the main signings a little bit like, you know, we can't afford to do that now. So if we was to go into this transfer window, for instance, and, you know, and we miss out on Casido and we also miss out on Rice, where would that put Arsenal? Where, where would that put, I think, in a poor position? So I think it's massive, massive that we get these deals done. I keep, hearing, I keep hearing, like, you know, there's a medical plan this week for someone or whatever, like, you know, I don't know if that's true, but we'll have to wait and see. But, you Who know, the next transfer win. Say again? Who told you that? Oh, I, I can't say that, you know what I mean? So, um, just a little bit of inside info that I get every now and then. Is he like, the but, Arsenal goalkeeper by any chance? No, no, it wasn't by the Arsenal goalkeeper by any chance. It's the same fella that actually told, gives me the, the information of... Um, of uh, the fixtures and all that, you know, and things like that. So I don't know if it's true or not. But someone said to me the other day, and I, you know, the transfer window don't open for another couple of weeks anyway, like officially, even though that things do happen. So we'll have to wait and see. But I think it's a massive, massive uh, 
window. And um, Jones, you said that, which I think it is. Maybe it's not a massive, but it's it's a statement window. This is the this is the key. It's a statement window where Arsenal are. Arsenal are in the best position they've been in a very very long while since winning the title, going into titles, and you know this is when Arsenal were. Everybody wanted to come to the Arsenal, didn't they? You know what I mean? Because or Man United. Uh, I think we're in that position again. You know, you look at the young players. You've got why wouldn't you want to play with these young guys coming through as well? If you're 21, 22. And the thing is with um, Casido is that this this not get this forget about this. In January, Chelsea come in for him, right? And he didn't do nothing, did he? When Arsenal come in for him, he put in a transfer request. So realistically, if you're paying seventy million or prepared to pay seventy million pound for him in January, why? I think we've lost Lee. I, you know, it's a no-brainer. Oh, he's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> the way it takes red. Oh, oh, he's back. <laughs> we lost him for a sec, Lee. Oh, no, yeah, um, sorry about that. Like, uh, dodgy internet around here like that. Come on, pay the extra for the top internet, Lee. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Even like Julian, for fuck's sake. Wow. Jordan. It's free. It's free. <laughs> Jordan, is this the biggest window since... Winning our last Premier League title. It's a hard question to answer because, as as the boys have kind of explained, there's different ways of answering that that can can lean yes or no. I'm going to say no, because I think the most important transfer window since we won the title was about three, four years ago, the year that Özil left, because that was the seat. That well, there was two windows. I can't remember who exactly, but I remember us getting rid of two or three important players that needed to be moved on. I think it was the same kind of 12-month cycle that Mustafi, Kalazinac, there was some dead wood. And I think, not trying to be kind of all trying to overly clever about this, but I always think that when we talk about transfer windows, we forget about the outgoings. And sometimes to be successful, mm -hmm. the outgoings are just, just as important as in that time, more important than the incomings. There's no point bringing in quality players if you've still got crappy players with bad attitudes who are not hungry, still rotting in your squad. So the reason why I think that window was more important was because I think it, it, it laid the foundation to say from the board, enough's enough. We're prepared to take a hit. We're, we're prepared to lose money to start again. And we've seen the last three, four windows, how we've built upon that. Get the trash out. Get the rubbish out that don't want to win, that aren't going to bring success to this club. Get them out first. So I don't necessarily think that just bringing in the player to win a title is seen as the most important window. I think there's, I think there's a multifaceted question, really. Um, I also don't like this idea about transfer windows and transfers being held as the number one ingredient to success. I, I don't want to kind of, sound, again, sound highfalutin here, but... Arsenal do need some transfers, 100%. But I think there's so many more ingredients. As City, City don't blow people out the window with with, 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 with big, sexy, high price transfer fees. It's about how you, it's about who you buy and how you acquire them. And my final point would be one of two routes we can take. You can either go and spend 300 million in this window, Turkish, and bring in four top players, or as Brentford, Brighton, and other teams are showing, if you're just a bit less lazy, there are quality players out there that you don't have to spend 80 million for. So I'm really keen to see where Arsenal where Arsenal go with this window. Are we going to sign the headline players that we're linked with? 
or we're going to sign players that actually are just as good but for a third of the price so no i don't think it's the most trans most important transfer window since from the title but it's definitely a very very important one for sure there's a couple of things i want to take out from what all three of you said but on that note what you just mentioned jordan don't you think we've done that work already in terms of the the more shrewd signings maybe the the, the ramsdale coming in for 26 rising to 30 even maybe you look at Ben White now at 50 and, and not necessarily look at it as a bargain, but you look at the mm. market now and, and what you might need to spend on a player like that, it could be considerably more. Don't you think we're at the stage now where it's the Van Dyke and Allisons needed to complete the puzzle? Um, um, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, there'll be a player next season, guys, who plays for a Brentford or a Brighton or a Burnley. There'll be a player that plays for a mid-table team that we all look at and think, how the hell did we miss him? And then I picked him up for six million. And he would be just as good or in a, in, a, in a similar bracket to a Declan Rice, but for a fraction of the price. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that transfers aren't just about going out and getting those headline Van Dyke, Allisons that get you over the line. I get why Liverpool did that. I think Liverpool were kind of closer to a title than we were, than we are now, sorry. So I think two top signings don't make us champions next season, in my opinion. Whereas for Liverpool, they were just two top, two, two top players short. So I think we need more. But it's, maybe it's not an either or. Maybe you can get your headline 80 million, 90 million pound player and get some kind of nice quality players to, to fill out the team and squad as well for 15, 20 mil. I'm just, I'm just making the point. I don't think it's all about spending 400 million. And here, this is this is the title challenging team. I think it's about being smart. And I think there are teams out there that don't have our resources that are doing better business than us. And I'm like, why aren't we doing that? Why are we just being lazy? And just quickly to Lee's point about um, the, the Declan Rice thing, it's concerning me. I don't, I don't want Declan Rice for what it's worth. I don't want Declan Rice. I don't want him. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. The club say they want him, and that deal isn't pretty much all but sewn up. I know the finals tomorrow. I know they've got the final tomorrow. But you can't tell me if that was a Man City or Chelsea. That deal wouldn't have been wrapped up. And the whole thing now would be, that's his last game for West Ham. I, I'm, I'm not convinced that deal will get done. I'm just not convinced. 
Um, so the, I think how we move this summer, I'm, I'm interested in how assertive we are and how intelligent we are with what we do. Lee, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what Jordan's saying, but it's not its not necessarily, you know, challenging for Manchester City for a title as well. It's, it's, it's cementing our place in the Champions League for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for a few seasons as well. And, and, and I say that with the, you know, like you look at the Champions League next season, three teams that were in it last season have gone out of it. Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea have gone out of it, like, you know, because they didn't do the business, I think, in the transfer window. I, I think that they all were not quite good enough, like, you know. So I think recruitment now is, is important, not just to challenge Manchester City, which I think that we need to. We, you know, I, I think by bringing in... I think, really, if we bring in Casido and Arise, we challenge Manchester City again next season. But what that does is also means that we've got a very, very good chance to keep get keeping in the top four. We don't want to be in the top four, four this season and then out of it next season and then back, you know, we've got to, we've got yeah, to yeah. go forward. And I, I think that, you know, the these signings... It's great to get in a six million Mount Martinelli, and we, which we've done. We've done. We've done some very, very shrewd signings, and we've also brought a few players through the through the ranks as well. Saved ourselves a lot of money. It's now time to go big, Premiership proven, and make sure that we maintain what we're doing. But the the players, sorry, the players that we've been linked with, who we associate as going big, I don't think they're that good. The hundred million pound players that we're being linked with, they're not hundred million pound players. If we're going big, go and get Bellingham. If that's what going big is, okay, if we're going to spend 100 plus million, go and get Bellingham. Declan Rice is what, isn't going big. This is why I can't stand Man United and Chelsea in particular in the transfer market because prices are so inflated because they would, you know, Chelsea did just spend 100 million on Enzo. Has he looked that good since he's come to the Premier League? He's looked good. Like he's looked good. Fine. Good no, passer on him. But no, Mudrick. Yeah, we'll just pay the 100 million. Uh, and, and fair enough, Arsenal were actually near enough going to get to that. But ultimately, they didn't. Man United, we really need a right winger. Oh, we'll get Jane Sancho for 72, 75 million, whatever it is. Oh, he doesn't work. Oh, we'll get Anthony the year after for 90 million, whatever it is. Like, the, you know, it, it's so frustrating. So now, actually, players that aren't all that, you know, or listen, there's clearly something about them. Of course, there is. But let's even say they're just very good players. Very good players should be around 50, 60 million for me. You're going near 100, you're spending yeah. on that Van Dyke, you know, you're mm -hmm. on, on Allison, on those players that really do make the difference. Now, for what it's mm -hmm. worth, I know we disagree on it, Jordan, that's fine. Um, I actually I actually do think Declan Rice in that mould is going to be worth the 100 million. I just rate him that much. Um, but it's so hard to know now. It's kind of so hard to know because of, that's just the that's just the price that a lot of clubs are operating at. Casado, I read today that they want about hundred million. The guy's played like fourteen months of first team football in the Premier League. He's worth near hundred million. But that you know, I, I think Arsenal need to if they're going to part with that cash. They need you know Arteta needs to be really convinced. None of this bringing in a really good backup. You know, oh, we wanted Lissandra, who ended up with Zinchenko. We all love Zinchenko, and he's been brilliant for us. But you know, if you're going to part with that money, it's it's got to be exactly who Mikel Arteta wants because uh, he's proven, I think, that he deserves our trust in the market in the transfer window. Um, so I'm kind of with you. Like, I think Arsenal are doing the respectful thing. They're letting West Ham finish their final. Declan Rice will focus on that. I actually don't even think he'd really fully entertain it while this final's waiting. The minute it's done, full-time whistle goes, mm. Declan, 
congrats congratulations or commiserations whichever it is sign on the dotted line please um and they need to get moving quick i'm with you i mean the market's the market's crazy to say the least and i, I completely agree with jordan i understand where you're coming from james in terms of what the market is now and and, and you know thinking Declan rice is or will be worth 100 million but the reality is i mean i come from an era where what ronaldo went from united to real madrid for 90 million and that's 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 always been the marker for me i know it's changed a hell of a lot since then but you are right united and chelsea have been the reason it has changed because initially starting with 90 million on pogba and then you know enzo 100 million this season and multiple transfers throughout the last five to ten years means this is the market and as much as we can sit here and you know try and try and think sensibly about it and i guess it's right to be sensible there's also a bit of me that wants to apply that necessary pressure on the ownership because it's their fault that we are in you know we we we've waited this long or has taken this long to get in this position why wasn't they buying top players 10 years ago why wasn't they buying top players five years ago because they wasn't full owners now they're full owners this is the market this is the bed you chose to lie in Kronke. this is what you waited on now go and go and do what you need to do if arteta wants rice go get rice if arteta wants kaiseido go get them if it's 200 million for both i don't really care I, I agree with that, Turkish, but you've got to think about it as well. Look at Arsenal. When has big transfer signings for Arsenal ever worked out? Oh, we've only made one. Well, if, if, if I'm talking in relative terms, even when the even when you know um, back 15 years ago, I'm trying to think, if you look at even Meza Özil, we've discussed Özil before. That at the time was a lot of money for Arsenal to spend on yeah, a transfer. Yeah, it was. 42 million was what 70 million is now, probably. A lot of money. Did that work out over his Arsenal career? It, I would argue yes. I would argue yes. We we yeah. Years that was not a forty-two million pound transfer. The the point I'm making is that we have not got history. Our best players generally aren't players that we've signed for big money. Our players are normally shrewd or homegrown. So just because when City, I don't buy this narrative that that's the market. If you want a hundred million pound winger, you got to spend a hundred million pound. No. If we'd have got Casado last year instead of Brighton signing or whatever they did sign him, and he was in our midfield this year, we would have gone. To, we would have gone further to the end of the season to push City. If we'd have found those gems, those gems are out there. I just don't buy this idea that if you want to win the title, you've got to spend a hundred million on but your there, player. But there is a I balance. There is a balance to it. I, I know why you're saying you don't buy it, but let who's been the most successful clubs of the Premier League era? All in, all in. We're going to say Man United. Yeah. You're gonna say City and City, Chelsea. Chelsea, and what's what's the difference between Man United, City, Chelsea, and <clears> for example, Arsenal and Liverpool, and even <laughs> Tottenham, is that Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham tend to try and be shrewd in the markets, and and you know might go for a Plan B because of a five ten million differential on the Plan A, whereas City, United, Chelsea, yeah, they go in, and I, and and. Listen, going in doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win everything or you're going to win something. But, but going yeah, in the other, ambition. The other thing is, yeah, I've got to bring up Jordan on that point. Those gems like Casido, don't think he's playing under a different pressure playing for Brighton than he is Arsenal. True. Like, you That's know, true. true. That's when, true. So they can develop a bit better when they're playing at Brighton true. and then true. move on to, to, to the other thing. Like, you know, And that's why there's always been that market for the smaller clubs because they develop and then the bigger club comes and 
and, and cashes in on it because that's how it is. You know, they develop team players differently. And fair credit to Arsenal, we've developed Saka and Martinelli through through what we've had to do. So you know, give give the club some sort of credit there, like you know. And and I I agree that it's not always about sign, but you are right. I remember going to Chelsea, like going through their tunnel. 1950 was the last time we won the league. Soon as Abramovich started, you know, there's there's titles all the way up, like you know what I mean, because they've spent the money. Manchester City have won nothing in my in my lifetime until uh, the money come in. You know, money does talk, and unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with now. We're we're up against these sort of teams. You know, we've always been up against uh, Man United, but listen, <clears throat> in the history, like players. That you won't probably some people listening to this won't remember. Malcolm McDonald was an Arsenal uh, record signing back in the seventies. We we do go in, but it wasn't to be to be fair to what Jordan's saying. It didn't work. You know what I mean? He wasn't that much of a success because injury took its time. We have gone in big. Dennis Burkamp was a. Was I was thinking Lee. Under, He's the only one I can think of that of his time yeah. was a big transfer that worked out. And and and, and, and when you think about it. We've all been spending our money left, right, and centre for many years. You know, we deserve to have the big players cut, don't we? I think we yeah. do. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a bigger question around Declan Rice and Casado actually, and and I'm going to give you a lot of credit, Turkish, because you opened my eyes to this. Which was, everyone kind of kept saying, Xhaka, we need someone better in that position. Declan Rice, oh, he's leaving, or Declan Rice coming in. You rightly asked the question, like. Is Declan Rice even that much better in the final third than Granit Xhaka? That's not to say he's not a better player, but in terms of that kind of in the final third, it got me thinking because I was uh, doing Lee's favourite ever show, Tactical Insight with Graham. I'll always mention it once every episode, by the way. And um, we were building what we think Arsenal will look like next year. And I have my theory. Go watch the show. But I came out of it going, it just doesn't feel right, Declan Rice, in that. With Xhaka... I, the reason I kind of got it was he was always renowned for having a really good left foot and scoring goals from distance and actually had a pass on him. I'm not saying Declan Rice can't do these things. I think Declan Rice has maybe a little bit more drive with the ball. He can probably run at people. He's a bit more of a ball carrier. Um, I think he's maybe a little bit better on the press. I don't know. But it did get me thinking. So how does Arteta want to use Declan Rice? And everywhere you read, everyone is, reports are still saying Arsenal are still in this Casado hunt. Chelsea might be the most talked of Arsenal still in it. So where does he fit? Because I don't think Arteta's done with Thomas Partey. I think Partey's still I, his number six and will be next season. So I, I am, I've got a lot of questions. I'm very intrigued. But for what it's worth, my theory, and I'm sporting tactical, I think Caicedo will play right back and invert. And I think Rice will play Xhaka's position. That's my theory. But yeah, it's... it's Lots of questions. I, I asked the three of you guys on the last show, and I asked you because I, I genuinely didn't, I hadn't thought it through, so I didn't have an answer or an opinion myself. I was keen to hear your opinions. I asked you if you thought that a midfield three of Rice, Casada, and Odegaard could win the Champions League or push City all the way next season. And I think you all said you think it could. Mm. I went away and thought about it. I don't think it does. If, if our midfield two next year is Casada and Rice, we're not winning the title, we're not in the Champions League. They're good you, players. How do you quantify that, though? Because I'm looking at, first of all, you've got a pretty much a brand new midfield. So I think if you gut your midfield, that, that I think is, is not great. <laughs> You're kind of ripping up your midfield too. For two, I think it's arguable. Are Casado and Rice significantly better than Partey and yeah. Granit Xhaka? I, I, I'm not so sure there's a massive gap there, personally. 
Um, and if they're your marquee signings, I don't think that's enough to win you the title. I don't. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I think we're getting, we're just buying this narrative that that two is the two. And I just think to myself, in a quarterfinal, semi-final of Champions League, does that two get you through? You know, Jordan, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really big on this whole gutting our midfield thing. I, I actually, I, if, if, if Partey and Xhaka are out and Rice and Caseda are in, I think, as brilliant as I think those two players are, and we'd be over the moon that we have and blah, blah, I think we have to brace ourselves for maybe a little bit of a slow start from Arsenal. I don't mm. think they're just going to pick it up and run away with it immediately because they don't have the experience. I'm talking age on the other two. And also, they just haven't been in this team. I mean, Xhaka and Partey have been there since day one with Arteta. Okay, Partey was his first major signing. You know, it, it will take a little while to bed them in. So I'm in favour of 100, you know, one of them staying. And then you kind of add and maybe one has to bet in and then the other is kind of brought in when you need or whatever. That's how I'd want the depth added. But what it's worth, I also think it's a really good thing that this Granite Xhaka stuff with Leverkusen is really quietened down. He said we'd have heard last week what was going to go on and nothing has. I, I'd, li I'd like to keep him. I'll be honest, the, the form he's been in this season, I'd keep him, add two midfielders, done. Your midfield sorted. Oh, I'll agree. I'm not, I'm I think we're weak. I think we're weak. We, I think we was weak in that position. I'll tell you why. When when Parse was injured against Man City, look at the meltdown from there. Like look at Party's form um, towards the end of the season. No one to replace him. Shaka missed. Um, was it the Southampton game? And then he wasn't quite right at the Man City game. Still wasn't well. Yeah. We suffered. You know what I mean? Like yeah, why? Because we haven't got players to come in at that level. If you brought in those two midfield players, the level don't change. I, I, I agree with you. I think maybe, James, we're going to have to sacrifice one because not just on transfer fee, on wages as well. You, uh, <clears throat> so I think that maybe like Shaka will be... But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't want to see Shaka and Parse going and then we bring these two in because that is not what we need. We need to we need to bulk up that midfield because when, when one of them's not playing... We can have, and I, I do believe this. I think if we'd have had Casido, I know they didn't want to sell him in, so I'm not having a go at anybody at Arsenal. I think if he had signed him in January, Arsenal would have won this league because I think when Party dropped off, we would have still had the same level of midfield. I, I'm not convinced. Sorry, I, I'm kind of with, with James in that. I would keep Granit Xhaka as a squad player. I, 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 we can't go there at the moment. I'm not convinced Party's there next season. I think they may move him on for non-footballing reasons. I'll leave that there. That there. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the club move him on for non-footballing reasons. So this is the reason why I'm thinking if Casado and Rice are our two coming in, I think just I don't think that that competes with City anyway. But if you are bringing those two in, you've got to keep at least one of Partey and Xhaka, at least one. That's and you've got, opinion, and you got Jorginho there, who. Um, I think I, 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 you, the term did a job comes to mind. He, yeah. he, he did a job when, whenever he was required. I never thought our level really dropped because he was in the team. Um, whereas I did feel that when Saliba stepped out and Holding came in. Um, so you, you think there's an option there as well. Um, but I think in the Champions League groups has been their experience, played well for Arsenal since we signed him. Uh, there's someone you can sort of depend on somewhat. Um, so I, I, I think the midfield is so fascinating because we've also been linked to James Madison, yeah. you know, and and Smith Rowe staying. 
So I, I, I have no idea what Arteta's trying to do. None of these midfield combinations impress me yeah. in terms of in the title. I'll be honest. They just don't. I don't. Asked you, if I asked you 12 months ago, would Partey and Xhaka be part of a midfield that pushes Man City to the last six games of the season? I, I know the answer would have been no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, uh, my, point yeah, is, point. my point is that in modern day football, it's so hard to, to take a player's name or a couple of players named and say, can we achieve this with Tom, Dick or Harry? When reality is this, it's, it's, it's the system that does it now. Agree, agree. It's yeah, that's a great point. Great and point. And this system yeah, yeah. has shown that you know it, it's pushed us from eighth to fifth to second. So the the names I, I'm actually going into next season. Partey, Caicedo as six options. We know Caicedo can do the right back inverted role as well, and Declan Rice, Xhaka as the eight options. I'd be I'd be over the moon with those options in midfield. If I'm honest, I'm not entertained. All right, the end, you know, before Xhaka's rumours or the news came about that Bayer Leverkusen were interested and he wants to, you know, have a new challenge and whatnot, I wasn't entertaining losing Partey or Xhaka. I thought they'd still be part of the side next season, and rightly so, because I think some of what Jordan's saying is right. You can't just gut the whole midfield and expect the same consistency we've seen this season. Hence why I'd like to remain consistent with some of the personnel there, but add in the necessary attributes you know required because i think if you look at kaiseido technically and athletically i don't think we have anyone on par with him in the midfield at this moment in time when i look at declan rice in terms of his heart passion leadership desire that those qualities he possesses i don't think we have anyone like him in our midfield at the moment closest would be granite Xhaka because of his leadership qualities that people talk about but the reality is declan rice is a better player so i think those two improve our midfield which was a midfield that should Legs have really well, got over the line. Say that again, Lee? Legs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Get Young around the pitch a little bit better. I think that let us down towards the end, you know. You know, we didn't have that energy in there. You know, Parse obviously was not quite at his best and uh, and, and Shaka like, you know, um, had that illness and all that. And we, we just, we look... You know, Jorginho, as, as um, James said, come in and done a good job. And we're, we're all glowing about that. But that's we want better than that. We need better than that, you know, than just doing a good job. I'm sorry, like, that's not, you know, Jorginho becomes a very, very important squad player. They're important. Don't get me wrong. They are important. But they're not the ones that are going to take to the promised land. No, I, I, I agree. But, uh, you know, if I were to say who's been better for each club, Jorginho or Calvin Phillips, you know, Jorginho's been better for us than... 100%. Phillips has barely kicked a ball for Man City. Why? Because Rodri's always fit, always available. By the way, an underrated aspect of Granit Xhaka that I think is also worth yeah. considering. Um, but, but you know, um, so so that's why I don't really mind Jorginho having the Calvin Phillips role in our team. Come on every now and again, recycle, yeah. start a few cup games, start a few Champions League group stage games, hopefully if we get that secured early and all that. Um, so I don't, really mind, I, don't, I don't really mind that too much. I think when you talk about depth, that's depth I'm pretty happy with. Um but I also don't want us having a situation with our squad next year. I, and I want to get this right. I, I don't mind not having 22 players, like almost like for likes in every position. I don't mind that because I actually don't think many teams even really have that anymore. But the, but the solutions we have have to be natural fits. So when we didn't have Granite Xhaka, we went, cool, we'll, we'll play Fabio Vieira there. Nothing alike. Yeah. Nothing alike. Yeah, he maybe can stand in the same pockets and maybe do something creative from there, but nothing alike. 
what we need is more natural fits. Now, I actually don't think Xhaka and Rice are that comparable, but can I see Rice getting forward into the front line, trying to drive us forward and then slotting back next to a Caseda or a Partey or a Jorginho? Yeah, that feels that feels a, a, a total fit. Maybe he lacks something, that, and I get that, and we've talked about that, but, um, but that feels much more... Not ideal and you know again bringing in rob holding you know to play the high line oh and so you resort to kivio who could play the high line better but he's not right footed which is important for the balance arteta wants just need to make sure that whatever solutions we have going to next season for rotation and injuries they are legitimate solutions not just well yeah. square pegs round holes as they say and that's a great point and and and, and leading on to that that is where you you bring in the, and that Casino and say Rice, very, very expensive, but can play two roles. You know, straight away you can say, right, okay, Casino then can play it right back, but he can get games there um, when, when, and, and play party, etc., etc. And, and with um, Ben Rice, um, Declan Rice, he can play like, uh, he can play both, he can do the, the Shaka role and he can do the holding role as well, like, you know what I mean? So, and I think if you ever look at Arter, he does like that in his plays, you know, you look at people like, um, that he spent a lot of money on people like Ben White. Everybody thinks it's a lot of money, but he can play right back central defence. You know what I mean? So I agree with you because if you're bringing in 22 players, you know what I mean. There's a little thing called a wage bill, and and you've got to be able to, um, you know, keep in the rules of that. Like so, somewhere along the line, you may have to go with a squad of 20. You know, bring in a couple of youngsters and things. Like that. So and don't forget, we're we're playing a lot of these guys. Um, like a younger guys now, we're, we're, we're doubling their money as well. Like, you know what I mean? The Sackers, the Martinelli's, and hopefully the Salibas. All of their wages is going to be going up, you know. So it's very, very important that we, we, yeah. we trim the squad down properly. Yeah. And Lee, if it's, a, if it's a group of 18 that he trusts, 19, whatever it might be that yeah. he trusts, you're not going to have the same injury problems because they're coming in and out. Everyone's it, getting the appropriate rest. This isn't just... 11 play till you're exhausted and your legs break or whatever and then we'll bring someone in you know this is cool so we've got uh dortmund on the wednesday night and then we've got everton away on on sunday tricky schedule jacka you play wednesday rice you play sunday that's yeah. fine that is fine that that's that's how that's how city do it is it bernardo is it mares but the point is they're not going to get to have or they're, they're not as susceptible to injury because they are not out on the field as much and they're not yeah, playing yeah. week after week after week and putting that stress on themselves. Before I take a, well, before we take a couple of steps back from my next question, I just want to um, clarify on that Jacker and Declan Rice conversation we had, James, and the points you raised. Both started 36 games last season, one coming off the bench as well, so 37 in total. Jacker got seven goals, seven assists. Rice, surprisingly, four goals, four assists. So it's actually not far off when you consider no. the, the the teams and, you know, we was up there, free scoring, West Ham struggling. So, you know, may, and there's been a natural progression in terms of final third output to Declan Rice in his last three, four, five years as well. So we can only hope that every signs for us, that progression will continue and surpass what Xhaka done for us last season. Let's take a couple steps back. Next question I have is kind of centered around what we've talked about already transfer window the biggest transfer window you know if i changed it from is it arsenal's biggest window since um, of Cronkay's era if i change it to is it 
Cronke's biggest transfer window. I think that probably makes more sense and and would find more of an agreement there because Jordan's right. When we needed to get rid of players, that was just as important as, let's say, this window in terms of the work we had to do. But what this window comes with is expectation. The expectation that next season we will challenge again. The expectation that next season in the Champions League we won't make a fool of ourselves. So there's very much a, you do this this summer, this will happen next season. Whereas with the outgoings, it was so up in the air what was to come after those players left and the new set of players came in that you couldn't really hold them accountable. I think this is the window that what comes next, next season, we can hold them to account whether that's, listen, well done, Kronke, you've changed my mind or you are changing my mind or whether it's, listen, I told people what the Kronkes are about and they're fucking doing it again. Either way, I think we'll definitively know whether all of this full ownership talk and be excited is uh, and the process ends with major trophies. Can I answer that first? Um, just because I, I, th I think, yeah, it probably is the Kronke's most important transfer window for two reasons. One, because there's a lot of teams this year I think are going to go big. I think, well, United's ownership model with, and who owns a club, we don't know yet. I think... The way that Ten Hag and Jurgen Klopp at their two clubs have proven how good they are, I reckon they'll be batting up their ownerships to say, listen, if I'm going to do anything here, I need 300 mil. I need 300 mil. Yeah, especially Klopp. I reckon Klopp's been saying to those guys at Liverpool, listen, I'm top three in the world. Yeah, I am top three in the world. If you want to keep me here, I need three new midfielders and, I don't know, a left back, whatever it may be. So I think those two clubs will back their teams. Chelsea will go again. <laughs> Chelsea will go again. Um, I don't know about Spurs. <laughs> Not quite sure how Spurs are going to play this game in terms of being in the mix. But you're also up against teams that don't spend the big peas, but they're just intelligent. So I think for Kronke, it's important that they do make a statement this summer because they're up against two different types of teams that are bringing in players. Those are going to throw money at the problem and those that are just doing the diligent, intelligent work. The second reason I think it's important for the Cronkies is because they've seen that what they've spent in the last two years is a lot of money, but it's still not enough to win a title. So if you want to go all the way, you're going to have to either do the Chelsea thing and just whack out 300 mil and bring in four top players, as you was alluding to, Turkish, or get your scouts working. Get your scouts working to find the gem that now is 25 mil, but this time next year, he's worth 125 mil. Either way, you've, you've, you've fallen short this season. You've got to go again. So, yeah, I think it is really important. It will never be a 10 out of 10 window, even a 9 out of 10, because I don't think you'll get the five players I think we need. I think we need five players no, to I. really make it a complete window. We ain't getting five players, in my opinion. So it will never be more than an 8 out of 10 window. But, it can, but 8 out of 10 window is still a very, very good window. Yeah, Turkish, I... Can I flip it a little bit here? Yeah. I, I actually think it's a bigger window for Arteta and Edu, because the Cronkies just need to make the cash available. And I'm kind of really confident they will. Well, just, like, is a, just is a big word to use when you look at their reputation. Well, okay, but then they, they brought us 40 to 50 million pounds worth of talent that I think we're all fairly happy with in January. They spent 120 million in the summer before and they spent 150 million in the summer before that. Like, I, I appreciate then you go beyond and, um, 
but but I mean, recent history is pretty kind to them. And we heard Chris Hudson say that they were willing to spend the Mudrick and the Casado money in for different deals for different reasons. Those deals didn't happen. Um, so I, I think if I think if we're distributing pressure, not trying to, but it exists. I think it's it's more on Arteta and Edu. Edu still needs to prove that he can actually get a really big deal over the line mm-hmm. and actually get a really big right. sale over the line. I know he's your mate, Lee, and, and, but, and I love him as no. well. Um, but, but I think he needs to kind of... I think Keane needs to go for 40 million and nothing less. And I think he needs to get a Declan Rice and a kind of statement sign like that through the door because that ultimately lies with him and Arteta, but mainly him. And I think Arteta needs to... A lot of people have started, and this is a whole other discussion for another podcast, I'm sure. But people are now starting to do the whole, you know, the process. We've improved and we've got better, better year on year on year. And we changed the title this year. We need to see some silverware now. Now, I don't know if I can really sort of say, you know, it's a failure if you don't win silverware or whatever. But the point is that I think next year there's going to be pressure on Arteta to challenge again. Not as easy as it sounds just because we challenged this year. And really get a cup run. And really be competitive on the, in the Champions League. And for that to happen, all these signings that we're going to spend big on, I think, need to somewhat deliver. So I think the pressure is more on him than it is the Cronkies. You, you know why I'd have to argue that? Because mm. it's throughout the Cronkies' ownership, whether it's part ownership or full ownership, whatever it was, up until 20, the 2018-19 season, we was a profit-making business. Well, I'm speaking from their terms now. We're a business to them. 2019 was our first calendar year um, loss, and we've been making a loss every year since. Now, that coincides with full ownership, and that also coincides with the upturn in, in transfer fees and, and, and you know, the, the money we spend year in, year out. Now we're back in top four. There's finer lines and finer profit margins between first, second, third and fourth than there is between top four and finishing eighth or fifth and being in Europa League or Conference League or not being in Europe at all. So what Arteta's done is bring us back to the point where we finished second. I think when it came out about how much you actually we actually won over the season finishing second, it was 159 million, which wasn't far off what Man City got finishing first. So now the profit margins are, 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 are a lot closer Will they rest on their laurels that they was doing under under Wenger for years, making top four, making the money, being a profit-making business? Or will they risk some of that profit to make a larger profit three years down the line? Because we are back winning major trophies year in, year out. That's where my doubt about them comes in. Because as much as you're right, they have spent money over those years. They've spent money to turn the business from a loss-making business to a profit-making business. What will they do now that... Essentially, we should be back to a profit-making business. Do they rest on their laurels and think, you know what, we're back, we're clean, we're in the green? Or do they say to themselves, it's not about the profit, it's about the success? That's where I need to see a change. So, yes, we finished second and they got a hell of a lot of money for it, but Mm. we'll see their true ambition. Um, Jordan, you mentioned five players you want to see. I want to see five players, but for argument's sake... Let's say three players take up the majority of the transfer budget or three players is, is all that comes in this summer. What would those three positions be? That's what I want two to mid- know. Two midfield and a striker. Would that be an eight and a six? Yeah. Yeah. Eight, six and striker. Yeah. I agree. I'd like, a, I'd like a defender and a left back, but if you give me three, I think two midfielders and a, and a, and a centre forward. Yeah. Just bang on, same. Eight, six and a striker. James? 
two midfielders and a centre back. I think I think this team has goals in them anyway. Mm. Um, so, mm. Yeah, and, and, and I'd risk keeping Balogun or something. James, I agree. I, I agree with you. Sorry to cut you. I agree with you. I want a centre back because I've got doubts about Gabriel. I really do. But the only reason I went with two midfielders and a striker before a centre back is because Ben White as a centre back, I'm I'm more I'm I'm comfortable in that cover area at the moment. And Kivio coming in 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 January he says to me, "We ain't buying no centre back. <laughs> we ain't buying a centre back. Even if holding goes, we are not buying a centre back. I'll be stunned." So I, I agree with you. There's definitely need, in my opinion, for a centre back. I just don't see it. Um, and I think midfield and striker. Well, can, I, can I then clarify by saying, and a defender? So so um, hmm. if that is so, it depends how he sees next season. Do you see White and Saliba in competition with Gabriel and Kivior as the other two left backs? Do you see Tommy Asu competing with Zinchenko at left back, or do you see him competing at right back with Ben White? Therefore, do we need a right back or like? It's about where he wants to place them. Maybe he'll go four, you know, seven players for four positions, and they can kind of most of them can play across any of them. So maybe that will be the way he solves it. But I think a defender is probably needed. Defenders probably need so Lee, me and Jordan have gone with eight six and striker. James has gone with eight six and defender. I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. If we keep everybody right to, to a certain degree, I know some are going to go, but like if we just sign Casido and um, Declan Rice, I'll be happy. I'll yeah. be happy with that. You know what I mean? Like, like obviously, if we sell Tierney, when you're going to need a defender of some sort, whether it be a left back or a central defender, I'll, I'll be happy. But if we sign them two midfield players. Uh, I'll be happy. But then, obviously, like if Shaka goes, then maybe another one's got to come in. If if you start, if you're going to let Tierney go, you know Tommy Asu or whatever. I, I think that I'm with you on, on this, James. I think that you, you know that we'd all love to send a centre forward coming in. But if you put in a 70, 80 million pound centre forward, where you, you you might get a little few problems um, where you're going to play so and so, so and so. I know you what you. What people go, oh, don't worry about that. But I, I, I think they've still got to have harmony in the camp. You know, you know that you've got your games and all that. If they're going to sign Nelson, you've that that covers Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus or Trossard can do that. Maybe there is a case for one more, but I don't think we're desperate in that in that position. Maybe in a year's time, maybe in January, go for that. But for me, two mid two midfield players is a must, uh, and I would be happy if it's them two. And Right back or centre half would be would be ideal. I think Holding and Tierney will go. Lee, just to your point about the centre forward, uh, what we've currently got. The problem I have is that Jesus is a brilliant football player, but he's not clinical. And if yeah, you're not going to upgrade, if, if you're not going to upgrade through the middle, for me, you're then putting pressure on Martinelli and Saka to get twenty goals each. They have to make up for the goals that Jesus won't score. He'll get fifteen goals, I reckon. But 15 that, goals that, from him, 15, you know what I mean? That's, I just that's the problem you're going to have to have because... We'll wait. Um, and I, I think you have to... I have to. Th I think that when you're giving players con Saka and Martinelli big, big contracts, they've got to, they've got to deliver. I and I think that they will. Let me... So Lee's answer was he'd be happy with Rice and Casado. Turkish, if I offered you that right now, do you take it? Just Rice and Caicedo? No. Jordan? No way. No way. No way. If the if game one came 
and we'd only signed Rice and Casado, Rice and Casado. No way. You're battling for top four then. You are battling for top four. Harsh, harsh. It, just, uh, it sounds good on paper. That's what it is, and I get it. You, you're. I'm so tempted to say paper. yes. I'd be happy. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I'd be so. I'm so tempted to say yes. I'll be happy until Jesus is out with a with a groin injury and Eddie's starting a game, or Saliba's picked up a hamstring issue and holding starting a game. That's when I'd be like, Rice Caicedo, why the fuck didn't we get a centre back or another striker in? So as much as it sounds good on paper right now, just to accept those two. Next season, we need to we need to have learned off this season, and there's a couple names that I find unreliable. I I, I think if you offer me right that right now, I would probably also answer no, not because I wouldn't be happy with it, but because I have faith in Arteta and Edu and the Cronkies in this window to deliver a good window. That's why you'd also then be overloaded. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that this is on the caveat that no one would leave, right? Or would yeah, those two come on in? the caveat that no one would leave. And, and, and actually, I think, I think well, Caicedo, Caicedo answers the right-back depth problem. Rice also answers the centre-back depth problem. Um, and then you've also got depth for Xhaka and Partey. And I yeah, but th- yeah, but those two want to play in midfield. If you sign Caicedo and Rice, they're not coming to... Do you know what I mean? They'll play there. I said the same about Zinchenko and it's cost me 100 quid. <laughs> no, 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 but Zinchenko was a left back. That wasn't like a wild thing to put him at left back. If you I signed Declan Rice and Casado, why would he leave City? Why would he leave Manchester <laughs> City to play left back for Arsenal? And he did. Because we didn't have a left back. No, did they? That's true. That's true. That's true. I've got some um, breaking news from Darmesh who's on Sky. Um, He's just tweeted go. that um, talks over a new contract for William Saliba progressing positively. Saliba has one year left uh, with an option of a further year. That's interesting. So he's got a year left with a further year. Good. That's good. good. Uh, that means, that means we, nothing to me, James. I'm sorry to cut you, but just sign the thing. And I don't want to throw us... I don't well, want to. So, now you enjoy my breaking news. So, so, sorry, sorry, but <laughs> I don't. I don't want to throw our social media team under the bus here as well. But if I see another one of these Instagram posts where it's Declan Rice has apparently been interested in Arsenal, and then the next day some random source in Saudi Arabia quoting Declan Rice is warming to the idea of Arsenal, <laughs> and then the next day Declan Rice is looking at houses in North London. Stop that nonsense! Just stop it. This is well, not breaking news. This is following rubbish. Yeah, this transfer ne- thing makes people go crazy. When it's done, or when he's when it's about to be done, let us know. But Next until then, I don't position in the social media team. I'll make sure. Not I love them. They're team. amazing. But I'm just fed up of seeing all these nothing posts about so and so saying something about Declan Rice liking Arsenal when he was seven years old. Can we get social media team? I love them all. They clip this show. Can we get them to clip this very bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm not having a go. I'm not <laughs> having a go. Fifty nine minutes in. Fifty nine minutes. They in. do a great job. But I'm just like, I'm just seeing all this talk that makes me nervous. It makes me nervous because I'm like, all this talking and he's interested and we're looking at him and we're preparing a package and da da da. Ah, Jordan, sorry, maybe it's the best time. I, I I heard he's looking for a house in North London. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of the social team watching this going. What do you say? Fuck me for. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not having a go, but it just not, just get the deals done. He's tired of it. He's tired of it. Uh, keeping in mind the time, because we don't, well, it's already here an hour, so we've only got a few minutes left. This one's just a round robin quick answer. One figure. The bare minimum Arsenal should be spending this summer in order for you to be happy with the output and the uh, and what the Cronkays have allowed Arteta and Edu to spend. One number, net spend, I'll start 250 million minimum. Jordan? I think 250 gets you the three or four players that I think we need. So, yeah, 250. I'm 250. so un- unambitious. 225. <laughs> 225. <laughs> and 99p. Yeah, <laughs> James. I'm so on a bit. My brain started going. So what will 150 get you? No, <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got to be 200. It's got to be 200. Got a but, couple 250s, yeah. one two two five and one 200 mil. And Lee also wants a new goalkeeper as well. By the way, just to get that. Out there. <laughs> yeah, new number one. Uh, listen, let's let's wrap it up with comments of the day because we're at that time now. Hopefully, we've hit a thousand likes. If we haven't, people go check now. Make sure you've hit the like button. Leave your comments in the comment section below. What three positions would you prioritize? How much should the Cronkays be spending minimum this summer? Net spend, and who do you want to see come through? We've already talked about Rice and Kaiseido a hell of a lot. If you have any other names, let us know. Who's starting off with comments of the day? Go on, Lee. <laughs> Chef C, I think that's his name. I think it's not just comment of the day, it's comment of the season. Like, um, <laughs> I'm putting the pressure on it. Better call Sheroy. New show coming for the 23-24 season. Every Tuesday. But sometimes on a Wednesday and maybe on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute class. You know what I mean? So there you go. Well done. Absolutely brilliant. I'll give that. I'll give that. Yeah, that was that is genius. Genius. Very, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> you lot have tarnished my name in the YouTube community. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorois. Sorois had a good reputation before I dragged He did. He was a life. respected lawyer. And then you come along and just you know, do, do the day. <laughs> um, I've got two quickies back to back Aiden Jackson, Pierre Turkish Abamyang strikes again. Arteta <laughs> would be fuming. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and it's straight after that, it's got one here from um, Jordan. Jordan Hicks Oldham, he says, I like this one. Not even an Arsenal fan, but I love the chemistry between these guys. Great show always. And I love the fans that don't support Arsenal that enjoy the content. So big up all the non-Arsenal fans as well as the Arsenal fans as well. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, great stuff there. Go on, did yeah. anyone see this one from Red underscore nine? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this one too. <laughs> Turkish promoting his new show with Sheroy Chase promoting Tactical Insight, Lee promoting Victor. <laughs> Jordan conveniently knocking his camera over to promote his feet for the upcoming only. <laughs> Thanks for an amazing season of content. <laughs> there were so many Jordan. Zaraf says, to be fair, Jordan, I also would have given Zinchenko a six if I only watched the highlights. <laughs> um, and then there was another one. Let me just quickly find it. Uh Love this from Simmer, by the way. That he said that it's helped him fall fall back in love with Arsenal. Yeah, um, watching this, I love that. Um, from Nam- Namibia, isn't it? I see that one. Yeah, yeah, from Namibia. Yeah, um, oh, I can't remember. There was another, but I think I've lost. Anyway, look, they were great. They were really great. 
I've got one here from Ardry. He says, forget the Arsenal transfer window for a minute. This podcast is so good. Arsenal have adopted the name of the podcast and used it as their slogan for the year. Yes. Come on. Yes, they have. Come on. Yes, they have. And don't you dare tell me they don't know about it. Come on. But I also want to say, like, you know, the comments of the day, the comment is, is just a fantastic feature. And, and, and the comments you guys that they've been putting in are like, you know, absolutely fantastic. You know, it's, and some of them I'm just laughing my way through. I can't wait to say it. It's brilliant. So well done. I don't know if this is a, a kind of a weird, slightly irrelevant thing to say, but I'll say it anyway. Um, obviously, we, we, with our shows, like, we like to know kind of what's doing well in what certain ways and forever arsenal is one of if not the most engaged with show on AFTV. now that just is testament to all of you in the comment section who are engaging with us and sending in your thoughts and your comments and i know we don't read all of them out but we see so many of them so many we read them all. There's some that get sent in the group no, early and all that um and so yeah a, just a big thank you to everyone who does because um it's doing wonders for this uh, for this podcast that has big plans for next season in terms of upping everything we do. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're all making that possible. On that note, make sure you leave a comment, people. It does help. Make sure you hit the like button. It does help. And you know what else you can do? Every year we like to level up. The first year we brought the prediction league in. This year we brought comments of the day in. What are we going to bring in for next season? We're going to have a talk about it amongst ourselves, but we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section below. So if you have any segments or features you'd like to see as part of the Forever Arsenal podcast come next season, 2023-24, let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. I just know the comments. They're going to come up with some uh, socks of the day. Like you know, bed sheets of the day. Yeah, of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll come up with some. They'll come up with some wild things. I look forward to reading them all. Yeah, and that's what we're gonna do. Lee, James, Jordan, love as always. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We'll be back again next week. I say we. I might not be here because I'll be on holiday, but maybe we'll get it done when I'm back, or maybe Sharoy will fill in for me beforehand. We'll see what. Do I get to home? Cool. Yeah, of course it's Sharoy. Of course it's Sharoy. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course you can, James. Of course you can. <laughs> I'm back to hosting, guys. Oh, Good luck. Sake. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And if you did miss it last week, for the audio listeners, I did no, win the just... prediction league. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I've got to go like that. I'm going to do like The cheek of these men. And I say men lightly because I don't know what they've just done. But here we are. It's me, Turkish. Hit the like button and look out for the show with me and Sheree next season. Better call Sheree. Love for the love. We're at people. Sports Social Podcast Network.